welcome to the Pottervision Podcast. The podcast where every week, myself, Lucas Kirkby, and this gentleman, very demure, Tom Laurinson, we look at a chapter from the Harry Potter books and we discuss them. End of. This week, we are on episode 96 and we're on chapter 2 of The Order of the Phoenix, A Peck of Owls. Don't move or anything. It's all right, Nick. Now, Tom, how are you? I'm all right. As good as can be. <laughs> Thick as two short planks. Oh, yeah. Thick as oh. long as a tree. Yeah. Well, we've had a nice day today. It was a, a challenging audience. Have we had a nice day today? <laughs> we had a bit of a challenging audience at the Fringe, didn't we? They were a bit quiet. Mm. Uh, from the get-go, really. Uh, but... Yeah, we won them round a bit, didn't we? But it was it was hard work, can we say? But we don't mind us saying that. Fingers. Yeah. You know as soon as you're coming in. Well, they all they're all coming in looking at their phones, not talking to us, because we say hello, welcome to everyone as they come in. They come in, they walk into chairs, they bang about, and they sit down like miserable lumps of rotten veg. <laughs> Is that fair to say? Uh, maybe, yeah, but but you had a bit of a review of the audience uh, just as one of them walked through the room, didn't you, at the end? So the, the whole gig was like, <laughs> we, we put in the effort, didn't we? Yeah, we had a good go, didn't we? We didn't do it any differently like we always do it, mm. right? Shit-eating grins up there, smiling away, right? Making sure everyone like enjoying the show, like, <laughs> doing jokes, ha 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 ha. Yeah. You know, sometimes you do a joke to silence. We've done this show hundreds of times. There shouldn't be a moment silence after a joke. Mm. No joke silence. Can look at these miserable faces. You'll fuck off, right? <laughs> yeah. It's one twenty-pound donation, right? Yeah, yeah. We rely on donations. This winter's coming, and me and him are going to be very skinny and cold because we haven't made any money this fringe, right? Mm. And so they all leave, and the flat Lucas comes back out. And I go, miserable gits, like that. Yeah. Just as this, I realised this woman hadn't left yet and she was like walking past me. <laughs> but she found it very funny. She loved it, didn't she? <laughs> she found it very funny and then she gave us a fiver, didn't she? Hey! <laughs> for her, from her and the husband. Oh yeah, £2.50 each. Split into two for us two, £1.25 per person. That's pretty good, isn't it? Mm. Very nice. And then uh, you had a good solo show, didn't you? Uh, but there was a lady in the audience that had a few gripes with some of your material, didn't she? <laughs> mm. There was a little old lady and... Uh, she sat on the front row. Yeah. The thing is, my humour, listeners, is geared towards the youth. If you get my humour, I've got some good news for you. You're youthful. <laughs> you have a porcelain face. You were chosen by God. Not a single wrinkle upon you. Mm. You're a baby. You're a cherub. You are a statue of a Greek infant. You are pissing into a pond. Yeah. You have wings upon your back. Mm. You still have um, the, uh, what do you call it? The waters of your mother's uh, 
uh, embryotic fluids upon you. <laughs> you are young, is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. You're young. But unfortunately, today, mm. on my front row came in a uh, hundred year old hag. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, was, I didn't see the show, but I came out afterwards to, to wait for Tom to come out. I mean, <laughs> This woman came out and I was like, Tom's not going to be happy if she's been in his audience. <laughs> and she had nits to pick, didn't she? She had nits to pick, literally and metaphorically. <laughs> <laughs> During my show, I talk about the, the ship, the Titanic, and I say, yeah. the Titanic sank. She goes, the Titanic didn't sink! I was like, what's that sweet sister? My elderly sibling from uh, the future? Because the Titanic didn't think it was a cover-up. I was like, is that true? Mm. Well, for the rest of this show, I'm going to pretend it did sink, even though we all know it didn't, okay? <laughs> I did my jokes about it anyway, and she kept quiet. Yeah. And she was leaving, she had a purse in hand, and like, you know, my show is like a pay-what-you-want show. And all the miserable gits, most miserable gits today, uh, left without paying the pot vision and my show. So I don't know what the fuck is happening on Monday in Edinburgh. <laughs> Sunday even. Is it Sunday? Yeah. We want comedy for free today! Oh dear! Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she walks out with a purse in hand and I'm like, fucking got me hand out like that. Like, come on, come on, you interrupted me. Fucking pay up, you mad bastard. Um, she leaves without paying a penny. Yeah. And she goes, I wasn't lying, you know. Mm. The Titanic didn't sink, it was a cover up. I was like, eh, it did sink, you nutter. Yeah. She stops me in the street as well. Lucas goes, Lucas meets me after because he wants to drive back to here to do a podcast. And he goes, me want bubble tea, me want bubble tea, me want bubble tea. I went, what's that, man? What are you saying? He goes, me want bubble tea. And I go, what is it? He goes, it's a craze, everyone has to have one, everyone has to have one. And I look around the street and there's like 10, 10 year olds all with a bubble tea in their hand. <laughs> so he runs into the nearest place and I go, it's really slow in there. And he goes, oh, it's all right, I'm second in queue. And you were, weren't you? Yeah, I was second in the queue. How long did it take to get a bubble tea? 20 minutes. 20 minutes for mm. a drink. 20 minutes. 20 minutes for a drink. We come out, and that hideous uh, little uh, woman is on the road. And she stops yeah. me again. She weighs me down like I'm a cab. And I'm like, all right. And she goes, I've got another fact for you, another bit of trivia. And I'm like, lovely. Let's have it, thinking it was going to be funny. And instead of saying something funny, she goes, uh, you said paedophile in your show, which I don't. I don't say the word paedophile in my show. She goes, you said paedophile in your show, and the, the word paedophile isn't what you think it means. And I'm like, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think we all know what the word fucking paedophile means, don't we? <laughs> From planet Earth, you know what the word paedophile means, and it's a horrible word to describe a horrible person. Horrible is an understatement of what the word is, isn't it? Yeah, I'd agree. A devil, evil person. Yeah. And I was like, what, what, what does it mean then? She goes, originally the word paedophile meant lover of children, not in a not in a bad way, in a, I was like, oh, in a platonic way, and she's like, beep, 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 beep. Let's give it some of that. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he's interrupting the old while. He's taking the piss out of her, poor. Definitely a vulnerable woman, and he's going, yeah, yeah, he should say nonsense on it, shouldn't he? <laughs> well, I was trying to make you laugh, because you were doing your best to be polite to her. I'm trying to give her some respect, because at the end of the day, she is an old woman. Hideous hag or not. 
you, you give respect to your elders. Yeah. I apologise. Yeah, I might come across as the bad person in this story. And then I said, so... <laughs> <laughs> thing is in my show, I don't say the word paedophile, I make a pun on someone who has sex with baby horses as paedophiles. Hilarious. Yeah. Great. And doesn't it make sense? Because it should be folophile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not paedophile, I don't mean. It doesn't, yeah, make, yeah. Any, it doesn't make any sense. Right. But, I say I don't say that. She goes, yeah, I know, you say paedophile. Right. She's shutting me up now. And I'm like, hold on, sister. What's with this bad energy? Where's all this coming from? And she goes, when you say paedophile, you are paying, you are paying a compliment to paedophiles. Yeah. I'm like, well, you're using it just as much as you, me. Yeah. And she goes, what you are saying when you say the word paedophile, you are giving them a compliment. I'm like, all right, lovely. And I'm trying to wrap this up. I'm like, okay, cut your shit. Yeah. Cut the shit now, I'm sick of it. <laughs> but she's like, you paid them, I'm like, all right, okay, yeah, lovely. And she's like, oh, maybe say something else, you know, blah, 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 blah. I don't even say the word fucking paedophile in my show. <laughs> I'm getting a lecture about paedophiles <laughs> from this little woman after my show. Jesus Christ, give me strength, Smithy's Fig. Give me strength. <laughs> she was a bit of a Mrs. Fig type character, wasn't she? Oh! To say the least. Yeah. Um, so I got scolding her first. So now if you come to my show, I'll be like, right, I'll do my joke, paedophile. I go, and when I say paedophile, you know what I'm doing there? I'm paying a compliment to paedophiles. You <laughs> see how many nice looks I get after that? Yeah. Oh, paying a compliment. He's paying a compliment, isn't he? Yeah. He's paying a compliment. What have you been up to today, you sour old puss? Well, like you, I've been doing a show. I did my final bit of uh, babysitting. All oh, regular podcast listeners won't know that uh, I've been doing some babysitting for a friend. I've got a friend who's in a Peppa Pig show. And uh, her plans fell through for the babysitter during the, the show. So for three times this week, I've uh, had a baby and we've gone to watch Peppa Pig together. And uh, listen to the, the orchestra playing music and Peppa Pig having fun. Hmm. Yeah, so I've been doing that today. And also, yeah, it is a day to celebrate. For although um, there's been many annoyances, yeah, guess what's coming to my vernacular? Ninny! Hey! Because yeah. I noticed all the little middle class kids at the Edinburgh Fringe are ninnies. What's ninny, you ask? Well, you look ninny up, it's not an offensive term. It means idiotic person. Yeah. So, when I think of little kids at the Edinburgh Fringe, little, the children of middle class people who don't ever discipline their children enough and never tell them off for doing something uh, annoying, uh, they're just allowed to be annoying, like saying things like, do you know what axis Saturn spins on? Shut up. <laughs> or shouting yeah. on the bus or singing along or something. When I was a kid, if I ever spoke too much in public, my parents would lean in with my face an inch from my nose and say, fucking stop it, you're being annoying. Yeah. And it stopped me being annoying me all life. There you go. So now, yeah. I can't stop saying ninny. <laughs> Is that your ninny, love? <laughs> Well, there was one in Peppa Pig, we were watching Peppa Pig, right? And I'm like, right, we're going to be singing the Bing Bong song now. And it goes like, Bing Bong, Bing Bong, Bing Boo, like that, right? So all, most of the kids are singing nicely, Bing Bong, Bing Bong, Bing Boo. There's a kid to the right of me, and he's going, la, 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 la,
His dad sat next to him. He's just watching the stage, smiling. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him to shut up. Excuse me, sir, is that your nene? He's ruining it. Everyone else is singing nicely, and he, that kid's singing, and he was like screaming so everyone could hear him. Ninny Vision. Ninny Vision. That's what this is. The Ninny Vision podcast. If you know any ninnies, we want anecdotes. Email to us. Pottervisioncomedy um, yeah. at gmail.com. We had a Nando's for lunch. That was funny, wasn't it? Oh, it was a lovely Nando's. We go Nando's, they see his face, they go, uh, 15 minute wait, and then he sees me and he goes, oh, I know you. You're the guy from my phone. And I go, can you see us any earlier? Special treatment. And he goes, <laughs> no, fuck off then. <laughs> As you can see, it's been a long fringe for Tom and the toll is being taken. Are you kidding me? I've never been happier. Oh, he's never been happier in his samples. Yeah. Hey, I've not told you this. So all my stuff, yeah, I remember telling you it was going in a lorry to Germany. Yeah. My bloody TV's smashed on the way. Oh yeah, tell me more. And I, I wrapped it up in loads of bubble wrap and stuff, loads, and then something's happened to it and it's smashed into smithereens. Yeah. So we've got no telly now. Was this being sent with them people who were doing you a favour? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you haven't got a fucking leg to stand on then, have you? I've not got a leg to stand on. It's not their fault, it's whoever's been bloody doing donuts in the van around <laughs> Tesco car park. Thing is though, people are never going to pay your items enough care as they pay their own. What, like removal people you mean? Well, any removal people, friends, like yeah. you even, like, I lent Lucas a memory card, and memory cards are tiny nowadays, they're like that big. Yeah. Like 32 gigabytes and something that is like, you know, half an inch. It's amazing. In the car park before he goes, here's your memory card back, flicks a tiny little memory card back at me. I didn't flick it, I handed it to you. Like... He thinks I'm pl- I didn't throw it in the air. You, there you go, pal. Well, that didn't happen. I, I just went, here you it with my hand in a car park. You hand it me when I'm at my desk upstairs. I've never seen him at his desk upstairs. When am I waiting for that opportunity? Sat here now, oh, I can't give it in yet. He's not at his desk upstairs. Oh, fancy going up to your desk? No. <laughs> yeah. I know, so that's all happened. Oh, Martina's had her last day at work. That's exciting. Because she's doing a... Have I told you she's doing a Masters in October? Yeah, in Fraudline or whatever it's called. In Fulda. Fulda. So in preparation of that, she's finished at work. And can I say I'm very proud of her. She's done a great job there. And uh, she's left the place better than when she arrived. (laughs) I'll be the judge of that, I'll be going round. Yeah, have a look round, yeah. Was it old people home? Yeah. Are we looking at them old people? Yeah. How are you within yourself? Yeah. Did she do anything to you? Do you remember this woman? What? We don't imply that. What am I implying? Just being like ruffling their hair nastily or something. That's your wife. That's my wife. We treat Martina with respect. Yeah. Always. Me and Lucy went to Portobello this morning. Is that the beach? Yeah, it's the beach. <laughs> I'm not going to bloody know what Portobello is, are they? <laughs> so you've been to the beach with Lucy? Yeah, that's it, sweetie. We went to the beach. <laughs> How we, was it? We went to the beach. I got a coffee. 
Ugh, I've got posh coffee, and posh coffee's horrible. Mmm. It's like shit sometimes. Yeah. I don't know what people like about them. Anyway, loose, we had a walk along the beach, load of dogs are about. Woo! 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 He's alright, don't mind him. Fucking dogs ran and touched my legs, and it's like. Yeah. Nice one. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. But you know what? I did go on the beach. But anyway, back to the story. Woo! Woo! Yeah. Have you I ever know. seen a dog in real life? How do you mean, brother? <laughs> What's that impression? They're barking all the time. Yeah. And Lucy, without warning, strips into a swim costume and runs into the sea. Does she? Did you know she had him on hand? There was a bit of warning when I saw her put the swimming costume on. Yeah. And then, uh, she told me in the morning she was going to do it. And yeah. And she got undressed saying that she was about to do. And then she said, take a photo of me as I do this. And I did. But other than that, no warning whatsoever. Yeah. Bloody hell. Was it cold? Must have been cold. Very cold, but she was in there for ages. Yeah. What does it all mean? Oh, but she likes outdoor things, doesn't she? Walking, wild swimming, stuff like that. You two get in Salford Keys, How you? the bloody hell do you know about any of that? Oh! We get talking, yeah? Well, anyway. I come round to record the podcast, you go up for one of your half hour poos. We anyway. get talking. Anyway. Yeah. A pack of owls. A peck. A oh. pack of owls. A peck. We last left our heroes in that tunnel. Mrs. Fig has just shown herself. Harry's completely confused. Don't put your wand away, boy. Keep it out. <gasps> What's going on here? You're a whoop, 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 whoop. That's right, I'm a witch, yeah? Do you get me, right? I'm not a witch, I'm a squib, right? Help me get Dudley up, we're gonna get him home. Mundungus Fletcher was meant to be here, but he's done one. Oh, is that who operated the end of my drive? Yes, that's who operated the end of your drive. They get Dudley home. They knock on the front door, Petunia sees him, goes, you right, Diddy, what's going on, lad? He's sick on her shoes. She says, ooh, not into that. Vernon takes one look at him, like, what's going on? Points at Harry, he's gone, he's done all this. They start screaming at Harry, they're about to batter him. Letter comes through the post. Guess what, pal? You're expelled and it's gonna be a trial. Harry's like, all right, I'm gonna get out of here. Another letter comes, Dumbledore. <gasps> You're not expelled, give it a minute. Right? No, it's not Dumbledore. It's Arthur Weasley going, uh, listen here, pal. Don't act too hasty. Dumbledore's going to sort this all out. He's like, right, do one. Another letter comes. Ministry again. You're not expelled. You are suspended. There's still going to be a trial. Right? Do you get me? That's about it, isn't it? That's about it. 96 episodes. It's the first rundown you've done. And it was impromptu. And it was bloody good. It's knackered you out, that, isn't it? Yep. God, it was, that was very nice, I enjoyed that. It's a weight off my mind, because I was trying to remember what the bloody hell happened in this chapter. Mmm. But it's basically a lot of bloody letters coming in, isn't it? Mrs. Fig is described as a batty, cat-obsessed neighbour. Yes. Not a cat-batty-obsessed neighbour. <laughs> a catty-batty-obsessed neighbour. For cats, 
the batties of a cat, which is Jamaican slang for bottom, the yeah. batty of a cat is very slim in many cases. They've just got a bit of top thigh, don't they? Yeah, a bit of top thigh, a little pencil sharpener bubble. As we all know, cats don't really have big bum cheeks, do they? They're not known for being fat with a pH. Many animals don't have big bum cheeks. Horses no. have got great big asses, don't they? Yeah, horses, gorillas have big asses, rhinos maybe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. All mammals. All mammals, all right. All mammals have big asses. Yeah. But not, not cats, really. No. No. Zebra. Zebra, that, yeah. <laughs> hippo. Oof. Big ass on a hippo. <clears throat> yeah. What, what's that with hippos having this shit? And their tail doing a helicopter. <laughs> what's that? Woo! That's not part of it. <laughs> you don't need to do that. What's that? That's like us going like, oh, off the toilet. But how is that part of the mechanics of having a poo, hippos? Your tail does not need to do a rotation like that. Mm. So Mrs. Fig's going on. She implies that her cats are animagi. Because she goes, oh, Mr. Tibbles is on the case. <laughs> right, hang on. So are you telling me all your cats uh human wizards. Right, animagi are supposed to turn into animals when they're trying to disguise themselves. These men are living as cats in her house. I thought sort of cats were just a bit sentient, like Crookshanks who can go out there and solve mysteries with Sirius Black Member. Oh, maybe. Remember Crookshanks was like casing the joint? Yeah. And like running under the tree and pressing and tickling the little knob. I do remember that, yeah? Yeah. So that's why I thought that to me. Maybe, alright, maybe Mr. Tibbles isn't an actual human being. And all of a sudden they're saying that Madungus Fletcher is not to be trusted. Yeah. Sorry? That's news to me. We're not trusting Madungus Fletcher. <laughs> He's not been mentioned before today. Yes. Has he? Yeah. He'd been getting in trouble for shrinking keys. Oh, you're right, with the Ministry. Am I the only one paying attention? I think you might be. Slip my wind. Yeah. Mission, let's get Dudley out of here. She's awful to him. She says to him, get your fat bottom off the ground. And then she also says, get up, you useless lump. Get up, you useless lump. This lad has been through a traumatic experience. He's had two dementors sucking on his soul bubble, for God's sake. Oh, get off me soul bubble. Spit it back out, give it me back. Right. Horrendous thing to go through, having the life sucked out of you, the happiness vacuumed from your very gob. Mm. Yeah? And then suddenly, this batty old bint is saying... You don't say that. All right. This catty old nit okay. is saying, get up, you fat lump. All right? It's not nice. Have a bit of compassion. Yeah. yeah. Why, though? So they get Dudley home, finally. Dudley, you are home. Yeah. Why is he taking him so long to vomit? I don't know. Why is he doing that when he gets home? Do that in the streets. Yeah, vomit in the streets. You really have to hope that Vernon has a carpet cleaner, don't you? Because otherwise, how are they getting that out?
Well, I can imagine that Petunia's under the sink cupboard is jam-packed with carpet cleaner. I bet she's got the foam one, I bet she's got the liquid one. I'd be a bit sick on a carpet. Yes, I was in a house party once, I probably told this story before, and uh, I was very drunk and we were all in the lounge watching Hot Fuzz and somebody offered me a garlic dough bowl. And I took one, ate it, and then knew I was going to be sick. But I couldn't. All on your trousers. Yeah, I couldn't get up the stairs quick enough. Trousers in the bin, during the washing machine. In the washing machine, yeah, exactly. But um, I, I was sick on the stairs on the carpet. Um, I've ever said this. Because my dad owns a carpet cleaner, a big industrial machine. Does he? I used to. Yeah. Sold it. I think it made us very lazy about where we were sick when we were mm. kids. Because you, if you knew... <laughs> that it could just be cleaned. You'd yeah. just vomit on the carpet without trying to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think I'm going to be sick. Well, get yourself to the bathroom. Oh, I'll be all right, just do it here. Tom, get to the bathroom. You've got a carpet cleaning machine. It was even worse <laughs> when we got like laminate flooring. Cause oh, yeah. Because you just leaned on the side of your bed. <laughs> How often are you being sick in the Lawrenson household? All the time. All the time? We're, all at it. We're always being sick. Really? I reckon I've only ever been sick in my own house, maybe twice. <laughs> once when I had a dodgy scotch egg at school, and once for some reason, oh no, that was someone else's house. But I remember having, uh, it was on Boxing Day, having a house party, and for some reason my body hadn't digested my Christmas dinner from the day before. That's weird. Tell me more. And it came out exactly the same as it went in. It was weird. But, like, 24 hours later... Do drag this podcast into vulgar territory, don't you? I do! It's sick this week! You look today like you're a cast member of Full Metal Jacket. What's that? It's My a army's war, a war film. Yeah. You've got a khaki t-shirt on and you've got the sleeves rolled up as if you've been, <laughs> and you've been fighting all day. Right, well, before I came here, I was on my belly crawling through the jungles of Vietnam. Yeah? I was trying to get the Viet Cong. Is that right? King Kong. Would I, would, uh, if I was American, would I be after the Viet Cong? Don't know. Don't know enough about the Vietnam War. Now, on me. the... Dursleys, Vernon, Petunia, Hell, Dudley. Dudley. They blame Harry Potter. And if you look at it from their perspective, they've got complete reason to. 100%, yeah. For you see, Harry Potter... He's not got a good track record, has he? No. What's he done in the past? He's blown up his ants. Blown up his ants. He's pulled Vernon out of a window to break yeah. his neck. Cake on Mr. and Mrs. Mason. Cake on the Masons. Made a gl glass window disappear. Yeah. Chapped. So, and also you got to understand is Dementors are invisible. So, are they invis they're invisible, aren't they? No, no, no. No, you can see them. They're invisible to people who aren't they're not. wizards. They're not, are they? No. Are they? Yeah. Okay. Who agrees with me? Hands up. Landslide. Landslide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right then. So, if you look at it from their perspective, he's come home, we've done all these things in the past, and he's come home, now, Dudley is about to be, he has been sick, and he's gonna get worse, all right? 
Yeah. And Harry's like, it wasn't me! It wasn't me! Lying that tree! Uh, are you sure it wasn't you? What was it then? Yeah. It was a Dementor! A Dementoid? I don't know why he does that, because Dementor is not a hard word to hear. No. Just say it properly, right? It's not Dementoid. He's throwing in these flourishes that he need not do. Yeah, yeah, fun. yeah. And it's like, are you taking this seriously, Vernon Dursley? Because your son is very ill right now, and you don't know if he's going to survive. Well, Vernon's on a mad one. At one point he goes, he sees him be looking sick, and he goes, what happened? Did Mrs. Polkis give you something foreign for tea? Oh, I didn't like that. Don't want to hear about that, Vernon. You and your views. Mm. Hey, we had a bit of a moment, didn't we? We figured out over the course of the show, over the past few years, there's a bit where we hand out party poppers to members of the audience. And it turns out that nobody outside of the UK knows what a party popper is. Today, I give this lady a party popper, right? She's holding it like that, not knowing what to do. Somebody tells her to pull the string. She's pulling it to, as if it's going to pop towards her. And everyone's like, no, no, don't do that. And where was she from? Ba 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 ba. America. She was from America. Yeah. Right? You need to get on party poppers, they're amazing. It left me and him thinking, what does it all mean? What kind of world are we living in when some people do not know what a party popper is and what a party popper does? Next thing you'll be telling me no one's heard of Silly String! As if. As if. As if. Vernon hates owls. He hates them. Yeah, he hates owls. It's news to me. I don't know he hated owls. Of course he does. He absolutely despises them. Because, to be honest, you very rarely see owls, do you? Rarely? You'd have to go to a farm or a they're forest no at night. They're nocturnal, they're birds of prey. Yeah. So, to have four arriving one night, yeah. it's going to draw attention to the fact that these funny things are going on in Little Whinging. Yeah. Well, he's had a lot of trauma to do with owls. If you think year one, they had loads of owls coming in, delivering letters. Hedwig's been a bloody nightmare, flapping about, pecking people, screeching, scratching, mm. you know, and now they've got bloody five of them in one night. Mm. And it's Errol as well at one point, smashing into bloody windows and stuff like that. He's trying to figure out, Vernon Dursley, what has happened to his son. And yeah. he keeps saying several points in this chapter, his fists were raised. Are yeah. you going to batter your nephew? <laughs> What's this threat? Yeah. Why is, he, why is he doing it like he's in a boxing match? You just punch somebody or you don't punch somebody. You don't have to be like this. Put him up, put him up. Put him up, put But this chapter, I really like. We get more from Petunia, and Petunia reveals that she actually knows a lot more about the wizarding world than we might have imagined. Go on, brother. Right? The so stage she, is all yours. Thank you. So she's heard about. Uh, Dementors. She knows what they do, right? Yeah. And this shocked me, but I'd love a bit more of Petunia's backstory in these books. I don't know if we get it later on, mm. but uh, it'd be nice to learn more about what she experienced in terms of uh, a sister being a witch and all that kind of stuff. Because mm. mm. do you reckon she hated her because of James Potter, or did she just never get on with her? Oh, jealousy, wasn't it? Yeah, do you think so, yeah? Because she's not a wizard. Yeah. 
Only a sister is. It's jealousy, dear boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jealousy, dear boy. Yeah. Fair enough. Because I'm, I'm, Vernon doesn't seem to know anything about the wizarding world. And it's like they really never discuss it, ever. I think they talk about it a lot. Well, I'm the same as that. If someone starts talking about something you're not interested in, you're like, don't talk about that around me. Yeah, but it's like their life, isn't it? If you started talking about Doctor Who, I'd be like, oh, mate, no. Never talk to me again. Get out of here. I'd say, if you start talking about Doctor Who, no, I'd say, podcast over. And I don't mean this episode. The whole thing. The whole thing. And you know what? I was going to jokingly talk about something, but uh, I'm taking that threat seriously. Who's that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And Vernon, he nearly swears in this one. I like that. He goes, enough effing owls. We're all adults here, Vernon. Just say fuck. Come on. I'm 15, he's 15. We can hear it. You can have that word in a 15 movie. This is the first time in these books where they stop listening to reason. Is it? I'd say so. Because Harry had to do a Patronus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To get rid of these Dementors, right? And what is Patronus, but it's like a self-defence charm, isn't it? Yes. So, if someone's doing a self-defence charm, why would you immediately expel them from school? Well, exactly, because what it, there's no other purpose for that spell <laughs> other than to get rid of a Dementor. Yeah. It's not like he's used Avada Kedavra yeah. or even like bloody Waddy Wazzy or Expelliarmus. Exactly. It's self-defence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? It's like saying... Right, you're not coming here anymore. You've been using weapons in school. I was holding up a shield. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, you've used it. And what are these bullet marks in the shield? Someone shot me. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't want any of that in this school. Well, you shouldn't have made them do it to you. Fits and blame. <laughs> but this is how it starts. They're like, all oh, right, you're expelled now. Doing crazy stuff like that. Yeah. Following rules to a T without looking at, you know, using common sense. And this is going to be a very annoying book for it. Yeah, the whole ministry thing. Because I think I get frustrated anyway with any film or TV show where people don't believe you. And that's used as a plot device. Yeah. It's used all the time. Or that thing where someone tries to explain. They go, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they walk off. Well, hear it. Yeah. Save us half an hour in this bloody film, if you listen. Yeah, but there's going to be a lot of this because it's annoying when teachers don't believe them, but I think it's even more annoying when the ministry are denying that things are going on or (sighs) being awkward. (sighs) Yeah. The Dursleys are pushing... Harry is so impatient with the Dursleys. Harry, they have a right to know what happened to their son. Oh, he is so laissez-faire about Dudley, isn't he? Yeah. He's a little husk of a teenage boy. Yeah. Went out happy. He's come home in a walking dead zombie state. And he's like, mmm, a Dementor did it. Well, book three, they're saying, oh, it's worse than death having your soul taken away from you. People in Azkaban beg for death. That's how bad the Dementor attacks <laughs> are, right? He's had it happen to himself. He's seen it happen to Sirius. But Dudley's like, 
Oh, the Dementors, can I go to bed now? That lad's been attacked by a vicious creature who's taken every happy memory away from him. Bored now. Bored now. Oh, imagine police interview. Do I have to stay here or am I free to go? Do you not want to help me, your cousin? <laughs> Nuh-uh. Tired. Tired now. Long day, eh? Well, can't make you stay, you're not under arrest, thank you. <laughs> totally. Now, so, let us keep coming. Is it four in total or three? Owls? Yeah. I think there's five. Oh my god. Owls keep coming. And you, that yeah, reminded me. Five, yeah. That reminded me of um, when people text you multiple times on WhatsApp. If someone WhatsApp or messages me more than once, like if someone goes like, you know, five different sentences, but they send them all as different messages. Yeah. Whoop, 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 whoop. I put my phone on mute and don't read any of them. <laughs> well, I used to have a real gripe with that, but then I've bloody come to become that type of person. No. No, I'm quite good with you, I think. Mm -hmm. Well, with you, I send you five messages, but there's just like two days in between each one. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to reply. It's always stuff like, oh. And then I trick him with a picture. So he doesn't know what the picture is. It just says, Lucas has sent you a picture. And then he makes him open it and have a look. Ah, he pick? takes the bait. What's the pic? I love a pic. <laughs> or I'll send him a link to a video. <laughs> it makes him open it. And then admin. Oh. Yeah. That's a little trick that you can try on your respective partners. Or, if yeah. Tom Lawrenson's in your own life. Yeah, we all know one. We've all been one. The butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. <laughs> so the, the, Harry's on about the Dementors case. And Vernon seems to be more bothered that Dudley might have had a kiss than the fact that he's been attacked. He's like, kiss you! Kiss you! Vernon, he's nearly been murdered. He shouldn't have said Dementors kiss, he just should have said suck the soul out of you. Yeah. Yeah? That's what's happened, Vernon. Oh, they tried to give him a Chelsea smile. <laughs> is that what a kiss is? No, it's a... Uh, someone stabs your face. Oh, that's horrible! Yeah. Why is that attributed to Chelsea? You don't start using slang in a serious situation. No. Dear, like... No. I was so depressed yesterday, could he hardly be bothered to take out my Irish luggage. What's Irish luggage? Bin bags. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I've never heard of that. I'll have to cut that out. It's offensive. <laughs> Sorry if that's offensive and I forget to cut it out. Well, I've heard that a Barnsley briefcase is just a carrier bag. <laughs> Gotta love it. A Barnsley briefcase. You can have that one, everyone. <laughs> so then, um, well, I found this chapter really lovely actually because finally, I know it's in a bit of a strained way, but finally they're actually talking about wizarding stuff and they're actually talking about serious stuff. 
And it seems that the barriers between the Dursleys and Harry is mm. breaking a little bit. Mm. Not necessarily with Vernon, but definitely with Petunia, I think. Mm. And uh, I found that really interesting. Now that he's getting older, you know, they're not seeing him as a child anymore, and they can see he's less of a nuisance yeah. than he's ever been, old boy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I feel, I don't know, it felt like a really important chapter because it feels like the lines between, because in all the previous books there's always been the Dursleys, little whinging in one corner, and then there's always been the wizarding world in the other, whereas I feel like the, the lines are blurred. You're not allowed to do magic from that madhouse you call a school. Well, I've been expelled, uncle. Oh. What are you going to do now? Don't kill Cedric. Who's Cedric? Your boyfriend? He's going to kill me, Mum! Where is your mum, Potter? Is she dead? Is she dead? We have had no fewer than four messages in this week. Four? I think so, yeah. Uh, saying how haunting, uh, accurate and terrifying your impression was of Dudley doing that. How many chapters in this book? 37, I think. What are you thinking? We do it 37 times? This is going to be the Hello Father of the Order of the Phoenix. At least I'm not afraid of my pillow. Yeah. That is going to be once a week till maybe February. Yeah. He's going to kill me, Mum. There is your mum, Potter. At least I'm not afraid of my pillow. You've had it twice today already, and it might happen again. I remember seeing that at the cinema, and I was like, Mwah! stood up. Yeah. Oh, it was good. Bravo. What a piece of cinema. Bravo. Um, and then a letter comes for Petunia, uh -huh. and it's a howler. Now, I don't know anything about this storyline or this plot thread. Yeah, yeah. So the howler comes, and all it says is, Remember my last, Petunia. Remember my last. And it's like, who's this from? Remember my last. What does it mean? Does it mean my last letter, maybe? But is it... the, thing, the thing I'm confused about is this is somebody we know, then Harry should recognise the voice. Yeah. Surely to God. You know, if it was Dumbledore or McGonagall or something you'd think he'd recognise the voice, but he doesn't. And I don't know who sent that howler. Seems like a promise, doesn't it? Yeah. Remember my promise to you, you've got to keep that boy in your house until he is 18. Yeah. Do you understand me? Yeah. Cheeky chops. Because that makes her say he's got to stay. Oh. Yeah, she goes all serious, doesn't she? Mm. Now, Tom! At least I'm not afraid of my pillow. Now, Tom, how many bits of sick on a carpet out of five are you giving this chapter? Oh, it was good. On reflection, it was good. When I was like going through it, I was like, well, a lot of admin going on. I was sick of all the back and forth between Harry and Vernon. It was yeah. really annoying me. I liked all the other bits though. Um, I'm going to give this chapter two bits of sick on a carpet out of five. Lovely! I really enjoyed this chapter. I think, because this book has a reputation of being a bit slower than the other books, but I think this is a hell of a start. 
Chapter one, and now this expulsion, this character development with Petunia and the Dursleys and Harry. I thought it was very good, and I'm going to give it four bits of sick on a carpet out of five. Right. Are you ready for this week's edition of Quiz? Yes. Quiz. 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 I'm gonna ask you some questions. How well will you do? Quiz, quiz, key. Quiz, quiz, key. Quiz, quiz, quiz. Woo. Gonna ask you about Harry Potter, Lucas. How well will you do? That was lovely. I think it went a bit reggae halfway through, and a high school musical. Question one. Yeah. Where where was Harry told to keep his wand out? In the tunnel. Hmm. Wisteria Walk. Question two. Why didn't Miss Fig tell him she's a squib? Um. Why didn't Mrs. Fig? Oh, because. Um, the Dursleys wouldn't let him stay there with her. No, Dumbledore's orders. Oh. Quiz, quiz, a key. <laughs> quiz, quiz, a key. Quiz, 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 quiz. Gonna ask you some questions. How well will you do? Beep, 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 boop, boop. Lovely. Now, Tom, are you ready for the nation's second favourite segment, Hedwig's Dropping? Hell yeah, brother. We're not referring to owl poo, we're not alluding to ploppings. We mean the messages you send in when we allude to Hedwig's Droppings. Go on, man. What's in a beat this week, Cheek Cheek? <laughs> well, we've had a few irked messages from our Patreon followers. Yes, yes. Who joined us early on and they feel hard done by because when they joined us first, you weren't doing your stories, were you? About the babies being kissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We and just said welcome. They're entitled. Yeah, they are entitled, right? <laughs> so somewhere, I can't remember where, we've got a list of people who want to ask. So the first person is... Yeah. Uh, is Amelia Thomas. Amelia Thomas. <sighs> we are riding down the highway in a motorcycle. You are in the sidecar, staring up at me with your baby blue eyes, sucking on your pacifier. <laughs> the road is shaking and we're holding on for dear life. And unfortunately, the little uh, screw holding the sidecar to the motorcycle comes loose and you <laughs> depart a la Wallace and Gromit. Although your sidecar isn't going to take flight for it is going towards a lake. <laughs> I veer off after you. I'm on your tail. Really quick, you are screaming your lungs out and you have gone red in the face and it is upsetting me how distressed you are. Your sidecar hits a bump. You fly! You take flight through the air. Ah, you are shooting towards the water uh, at an amazing speed. <laughs> <laughs> 
as you're about to hit the water, I think this one's going to go smoothly. I'm going to jump in after you and things are going to be fine. But unfortunately, a dolphin rears its ugly head, opens its mouth and swallows you whole. Mm. I take a jagged rock from the water, walk into the, <laughs> walk into the lake, drag out the dolphin. Mm. Now the dolphin is scared. It is screaming because it's seen the look on my eye. I jab the dolphin into the stomach. <clears throat> Jagger all the way down, pulling you out of the dolphin's body, all red with blood. You're going to be traumatized for life, but alas. Lovely, we hope that's what you wanted. And finally, we're going to give a lovely baby welcome to Dobby96, also known as Georgia. Georgia. Dobby 96. <laughs> you have been given an apprenticeship in Morrison's Bakery. <laughs> Pie making duties. Um, I don't know what is going on for you or a baby. You were fought. They're getting a bit of the Ardman production, these, aren't they? I think so, yeah. <laughs> that's strange, isn't it? <laughs> and well, that's on my mind. You have been given an apprenticeship at Morrison's Bakery. These are your responsibilities. Pie making, donuts, pasties, and hot meats. Right? Those are your responsibilities. Quite the responsibility for a baby, would you not agree? Yeah, I suppose you're doing hot meat in the bakery. Morrison's. Some of the counters have been um, reduced into two. Ah, okay. Not that much demand. Anyway. <laughs> You're bagging up pies and pastries into bags, yeah, so they can be put on the shelf to save people coming up to the counter and asking for them. Because the thing is nowadays, people are shy about going up to counters. They prefer just picking up a bag of what's out on the shelf. Unfortunately, you yourself fall into a bag. <laughs> yeah. You're sealed up. Mm. Who's done that? <laughs> you. <laughs> you're, you're there too. Yeah. You're placed on a shelf. Mm. And unfortunately, without realising, I purchase you. <laughs> I take you home and I put you in my fridge for over a week. During that time, you eat the contents of the bag. Mm. I come to have my gone-off pies, I preheat the oven. Without thinking, I throw you into the oven. <laughs> you, know. yeah. you are banging on the oven door a la Stuart Little. I think it's the alarm. I think, mm, quick, that was quick. Get you out, put you on a plate without realising. I am watching television with you on my lap, sharpening my knife and fork. <laughs> And I am hungry, but also I'm watching television, so I'm completely engrossed in whatever soap opera has taken my fancy that day. The shards of metal have fallen upon you, and you are so terrified, you dare not crawl away. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I place my knife upon your stomach, at which point you let out a cry. I look down, 
I have barely pierced the skin. <laughs> yes. One droplet of blood has seared out. I am in floods of tears. I have let us both down. I take you to the kitchen counter, get out some savlon, clean your wound, place a plaster over it. Traumatised that I am, I know this is the last time I'll ever see you. Raise you up. I put you in uh, a basket, put you outside of a hospital, and turn myself over to the authorities. <laughs> Brilliant! Well, that's what you wanted as well. <laughs> Thank you very much to our old babies. Old babies! If you're an old baby, you get a traumatising one. Yeah. And finally... As if the other ones aren't traumatising. <laughs> I've had a five-star review from an unnamed person. Ooh. They say the podcast is very funny and sweet. I look forward to it every Monday. Mmm, it's sweet. I like licking it. It's nice. Oh, thank you for giving that? us a five-star review. <laughs> this has been the Pottervision Podcast. Thank you so, so much for bloody listening. Next week, we'll be on episode 97, chapter 3 of The Order of the Phoenix, The Advance Guard. Now, don't forget, we are, uh, we're going on tour next year. I don't think I've said this. Some of the dates are already online, so check them out. Ticket links will be available soon. Uh, but the dates are there if you want to pop them in your diary. We're booking in more stuff as we go. Uh, also, why not join our Patreon? Patreon.com forward slash Pottervision. Yeah! We're currently doing the fourth movie. So oh, we're doing the Goblet of Fire movie. There's loads of good stuff on there. You have been a baby kissing Tom Lawrenson. And you have been a uh, brand new Lucas Kirkby. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Pottervision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. If you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Pottervision.